Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Okay, I'm back. The hiatus did not last long, and there is a reason. It is because of this restrict act, which is the Patriot Act personified out there. It's like the monster of the Patriot Act. And if they do end up banning TikTok and Josh Hawley's got a bill that's all ready to go today to be signed where they could unanimously ban 150 million Americans from their right to freedom of speech that is both on the right and the left. Now, as you know, I live in the state of New York and I checked out this restrict act and I wanted to know who sponsored the bill only to find out that Christian Gillibrand co-sponsored it. Christian Gillibrand, who is a Democrat in New York. Now, I can't believe I agree with Tucker Carlson on this, but he said, isn't it strange or interesting or something like that, that there are Democrats in on this? And I said, yes, there is. So I'm about to drop some information. Some of it is from rumors, but I'm about to drop some information. So buckle up. So I have a theory that the far right and the far left So the quote woke and anti-woke and the people who push these ideas, ideologies, whatever you want to call them, are literally working on the same team, but they are attacking the exact same issues from opposite ends. But they have the same agenda, which is to ban something and give freedom to someone else completely. It's always about taking over. And that's not what this country is about. It's supposed to be about balance. So if none of you live in New York or some of you don't live in New York, let's just say that. Um, a couple of years ago, our two-term governor, Andrew Cuomo, who is the son of our former governor in the 80s, Mario Cuomo, and the brother of Chris Cuomo, who is part of News Nation now, formerly of CNN, well, Christian Gillibrand had a lot to do with not giving Andrew Cuomo his due process in court and all of the evidence against him from these accusers when he was accused of sexual misconduct and They were going to impeach him if he did not resign, which in turn gave us the lieutenant governor, who is the now governor, Kathy Hochul, who before she was even duly elected into office as governor, gave the biggest tax subsidy to the Buffalo Bills. Sorry, fans out there, but one of the most terrible, terrible teams in the NFL. They're getting this huge new stadium. She did that, but did almost nothing when there was the shooting at the Tops supermarket in Buffalo for those citizens. So again, she gave to the rich. She had a pay to play. She wasn't in town most of the time. And her first major thing, her, there's this huge storm. People drowned in basements because she didn't tell them to, you know, evacuate. And she said, well, we didn't know the storm would get as bad as it did. So she's a Democrat, but a lot of Democrats and Republicans don't like her, 
We just didn't want Lee Zeldin. He just looked like a joke. To me, Lee Zeldin looks like the cartoon sidekick of an evil genius, like the dumb sidekick, like Pinky in the Brain. So anyway, here's where Christian Gillibrand comes in. So she was part of pushing out Cuomo and getting in Hochul and making it like it was this huge historic thing that she's the first female governor elected to New York, but we were stuck with her. We didn't have good options. So I actually did a protest vote with no governor and left it blank. But at this point, I did vote for Christian Gillibrand because she does her virtue signaling with trying to, quote, help the first responders from 9-11. She doesn't do much. You get like an email, an automated email back and maybe something from an assistant. So you get like two emails and they'll never help you again. So she's been running and running and running on helping 9-11 first responders. And I can tell you, she gives very, very little help, if at all. Wondering why, and it's because she was busy co-signing this Restrict Act, which can give us up to 20 years in prison if we switch a VPN to another country to get TikTok and find up to $250,000. 20 years in prison and $250,000 for using the internet and exercising our free speech. So I had a theory that when Zuckerberg met with Trump in the White House, he made some backdoor deal that maybe the government can't get out of, that Metaverse was going to take control. And when you enter the Metaverse, the government can find everything and can track you by where you are there. And they want to start with this Restrict Act because this also will give them control and access to data on any site that includes Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, with over 1 million users, they can get your access. That includes gamers' access to your information. So this is very Big Brother 1984 scary, and I'm reading 1984 right now, and this dystopian shit, I don't know. Like I said, I saw a change in the world. I saw a pixelation. I saw the whole universe change in 2016 during the presidential election that November. But there's also a theory that in 2012, the Mayans were correct and the world did end and we were thrust into an alternate universe because of the CERN collider. And if you think about it, that big Mayan calendar kind of does look like the CERN collider. All just theories, but again, I encourage free thinking and, you know, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt and just look things up. But if this ban goes through, it's just the start of more and more and more control. And it's true. The fact that the right and the left are united on this means they have a lot of something to hide. And Christian Gillibrand, it seems like, has even more to hide than I thought. So I will be emailing her office and telling her exactly what I think. And even if this bill does not pass, the fact that she has co-signed it means that I will be not just voting for, but I will be campaigning heavily for her opponent. And that is what I encourage anyone in any state in the United States that has a representative who has sponsored and spoken out and was part of that really, really sad, sad display of a hearing for the app last week. It was just disgusting. I mean, people from other countries are laughing at us because the question, does TikTok connect to my Wi-Fi came up? What? 
Like, how is that real? Are these people that dumb or did they sit there and think of the dumbest questions possible so that they could say that they have concerns, further concerns, because those questions couldn't be answered because those questions were ridiculous. They were like trick questions. But the best was the proud conservative from Texas, can't remember his name, I've probably blocked it out, saying that every time he opens the TikTok app, so let me just stop right there. It's TikTok like a clock, a tick tack is a little refreshing mint or orange candy that shakes in a little box and you pop in your mouth and it gets rid of the breath that you got from watching dancing homosexuals and fluffers and drag queens. When I heard that, that that's all that comes true, my gosh, through on his For You page, I just thought, what is this world coming to? He doesn't understand how the algorithm works. And that's what he was asking. How does the algorithm work? Oh my God, what are you looking at? And gotta, gotta be honest, did not know the term fluffer. Like for real, I had to look it up and it's someone who keeps the men going during the PRN scenes. Gross. And the fact that a proud conservative from Texas knew that term and a proud liberal from New York did not is really scary because these people are hiding everything. And here's my other theory is they actually don't care who's gay, who's trans. Uh, they don't really care, you know, who is um, making tons of money and who's a thief and who's not as long as it's on their side. They want to take that 1% and say the elite can do what we want. We have our private jets, our private islands. We can, you know, exploit men, women, children, all we want. We can traffic people. We can be gay. We can be drag queens, but you can't. We are in control and you are not. And with the mainstream media, you know, you say like, let's say Fox News, they push the very conservative end of it. And, you know, that Newsmax and OAN News, they push the very MAGA conservative end of things. And then we have, well, CNN's getting weird. I can't tell what they are, liberal or conservative, but then you have MSNBC. That's more of a liberal channel. And then you have, let's say like Shepard Smith just gives you the news. He left Fox news. You know, we have like our local channels that just give you the news and a news report on the facts, which is what it used to be when us Gen Xers were kids. We just got the facts. But then slowly things started to change and the news started to pick a side and put out whatever stories they wanted so that they could keep us fighting and divided. And that is where we are. But now that they're trying to take free speech away from both the left and the right, it means that we're able to communicate with each other too much and find the lies and help each other finalize and actually be a united people of the United States of America instead of the divided States of America that helps these rich 1% MFers get more rich and stay more rich and stay in control of us. So to my friends that are more conservative and to my friends that are more liberal than me, here's the deal. And this is to everybody out there that thinks one way or the other. Openly speak to someone else with opposing views from you and listen. Listen to what they have to say because 
you will find more similarities within your own doubts and fears and, and frustrations in life than you will find differences. And that is what they want to keep from us. They want us to feel like we're so different from each other. That different races are so different from each other. Like different races don't love their families and just want to be happy and safe and, and thriving, right? Um, it's ridiculous. You know, they keep telling us that we're different because of cultures. We're different because of, we're not that different. And like, I remember as a kid having those international days where we all had to like pick a country and research the country and put like the flag together with construction paper and give facts about the country. And you give your whole dem uh, presentation in front of the class. And I remember learning like dances from different countries and songs that we would teach our class. And it was amazing to learn these things. And I don't know if this stopped because I don't have children, but I, you know, in, in the eighties, it was really big to have kids, you know, learn about other countries and the United Nations and things. And now they want to hide all of that. They want to hide American history from us. They want to hide, you know, ancient history from us. They want to hide everything from us and just keep us guessing. And then they go, oh yeah, by the way, there's some aliens out there. Like, how do you just drop that bomb out of nowhere and then like never bring it up again? I mean, a lot of people knew. You could see it all over the internet. There's like, you know, the UFO shows all over the travel channel and the discovery channel, whatever the hell it is. And, you know, we all knew, like nobody blinked an eye. They're like possible alien invasion, lock your doors. No one blinked an eye. We're not concerned with what's up in the sky. We're concerned with what's happening on the ground. And they're trying to distract us with aliens so that they could pass this restrict act. And we're not stupid anymore because we get to see everything and the most free country in the world, which is not. And we're really low down on the list for quality of life across the world is trying to take away more freedoms that we shouldn't even think about being taken away from us because this is the United States. This is America. This is the USA, right? It is insane. So my advice is to everyone, talk to each other, talk to each other, listen, find common ground and start, start doing social media together. Like go live together with someone who feels opposite from you, but show them, show, show our, our, our leaders, right? Let's put that in quotes that we're laughing, we're talking, we're getting together, make them more scared and vote them all out because our government is just way too old. I want to say this, you know, people say, oh, Gen X, you dropped the ball. Here's the deal, kids. First of all, I've seen on the internet that the silent generation and the greatest generation, you guys have that flip-flopped. The silent generation is like 1900s to like 1924. The reason that group is called the silent generation. Now, I grew up with my great-grandmother who was born in 1908, part of the silent generation. The reason is they told their children, children should be seen and not heard. Therefore, those children were silent and also having babies at like 14. So then 1925 to 50-something, um, sorry, to 30-something is the greatest generation. So the greatest generation, they were the ones like my grandfather and his brothers who fought in World War II. 
Now, when they came home, the silent generation, no, earlier than the silent generation, fought in World War I. Silent generation, yeah. Silent generation, some of them would have fought in World War I. Sorry about that. So anyway, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but then we have the boomers, and that's what I wanted to get to. So the boomers is the baby boom after the war. So the greatest generation was having like five, six, seven, eight kids. Like there's like huge, huge families. Like my my mother is one of five. My father is one of four. And then when some of the boomers started having babies, they started having less and less. So some would only have one or two. Some would have maybe three or four. So they had less. So the boomers outnumbered Gen X and they all acted the same. So exactly what you saw in that congressional hearing was like our childhood with our parents who would just ask us the most ridiculous questions and we didn't know how to answer them. Like, you don't know anything. That's it. You can't do it. That is exactly what happened during this congressional hearing. So there's just, you know, all of this misinformation out there, but we're finally getting it. Now, if they do ban TikTok and you don't want to go back to anything owned by Meta, there's another app called Clapper. I just joined it, and all I can think of is clap on, clap off, the clapper. That's all I can think of with that. But that's what it's called, and I have joined it. Same deal, Roseanne Carlo, and, you know, I just, I really wanted to take a hiatus. Maybe it was just doing the podcast five days a week that was, like, dragging me down at the end of a really long winter. So what I'm going to do is I am going to bring you guys weekly Wednesday podcasts for a bit, and then I'm going to bring it back to five days again come the fall equinox because I don't want to stay out of touch. There's so much going on, and if I can offer any help or information that you might not know through this podcast, that is what I'm going to do. So I really just wanted to say that Seriously, everyone on the left and the right, we need to band together because now Donald Trump is back and he had that really, really strange rally in Waco and those people had their hands over their hearts and they're singing some January 6th anthem. And then he's again calling for arms, calling for violence. Now, I saw that someone on TikTok, because I guess some people do have truth social accounts, which is probably smart. Get in there and see what's going on, you know? So someone said that like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers are suspicious that anything, any sort of riot or whatever it would be, protest we'll call it, hmm, would be a January 6th type setup. And I'm going to agree with them. But it's not a setup by the U.S. government. It's a setup by their leader, Donald Trump. It's a setup by, he's like, he's a cult leader, but it's like the mafia. It's like they're his patsies. Those people meant nothing to him that stormed the Capitol, that climbed the walls. He just wanted to see if he could get them to do it. Now, remember, on January 7th, before they even caught anybody, before everyone was allowed to go home, if he really cared about those people who put their lives and their families' lives and their livelihoods in jeopardy and now they're sitting in jail because they wanted him to be president because they believed a lie, he's ruined their lives. Even if they only spent a few months or weeks in jail, you know, people are losing their businesses. People don't want to associate with people who 
were insurrectionists. It, it was not a peaceful protest. So, you know, on January 7th, 8th, 9th, any time between then and when Joe Biden was sworn in, he could have written an executive order. Anyone involved in January 6th will not be charged. And those people could be walking free. But that's why these people think it's a trap. And it is. He wants to see how many more people he can put in prison for him. Now, I'm wondering if it's a game. Like, let's say there's an outside um, source of income. And maybe he's getting paid per rioter. Like, however many people went to jail for him for January 6th, he gets, like, X amount of money. Like, a million dollars. I mean, I know it's a really far out there conspiracy theory. But... Like, it just seems like there's got to be something in it for him because this particular coup failed. We don't know if they're trying again, if they're thinking again to do this, but it's, it's, it's a thought. A lot of people have the same thought that that, you know, was just practice and something else is coming. But now to see this on Truth Social for them to think it's a trap. Yep, 100% agree it's a trap, but it's by ya boy. Because there's something else in it for him with you going to prison for him. And it's not just the satisfaction of, of seeing people like fight for him and whatever. Yeah, he's got some narcissistic, malignant narcissistic traits and whatnot. I mean, I'm not a, um, psychiatrist in any way. I'm just reading what psychiatrists have said and they said he's a malignant narcissist. I do believe it. Um, but there's gotta be something more in it for him, something monetary. I just wonder, you know, anyway, that's what's going on in the world. And I just, you know, want to say thank you to everyone who did tune into this episode. And because I am very impulsive, I do need to come back and I want to connect with you guys once a week. So look for my podcast out on Wednesdays. And I do appreciate each and every one of you who tune in to Messy Closet The spiritual journey of Generation X is really, for me now, also about educating the Gen Zs and the Gen Alphas, because your level of sarcasm and ground and find out is great, but you need guidance. You got to talk to us. Like, I totally love the level of sarcasm. I do. I, I respect it. But you guys have to, like, I don't know, rein it in a bit. And I think that the best way to do that is to learn from the generation who invented it, which is us, Gen X. So, like, reach out. Like, learn from your parents. I'm telling you, you can learn more from Gen X because we have been through the craziest changes in 50 years than you can learn anywhere else. We remember it all. We remember it the right way. We remember all the history. We can tell you. Not what they're teaching you in the schools, not with them, you know, changing works of literature from the word, what is it, fat to enormous, which I'm sorry, that's just a worse word, enormous. And it's just, you know, they're taking words that they think are offensive and and changing the entire meanings of books. And then the other side is banning books. And it's just insanity. And you guys don't deserve to live in a world that is this dystopian. And that's why like 1984 comes to mind, find a copy, thrift books, thrift stores, get it, read it and understand that this is not just a novel that was meant to be pure fiction. This was meant to maybe say this could happen. And here we are right now. Look, 
Russia and China, they have like a treaty. It's crazy. Although someone did post on TikTok a still photo of supposedly Vladimir Putin kneeling before Xi Jinping. I don't know if it's, you know, legit. Could be photoshopped, could be AI, could be anything, but it was interesting that it was out there. So we have a lot coming at us. And that's why I'm telling you, Gen X, like we've had to let go of so much in our, our childhood that changed from rotary phones to smartphones. And now all of our malls are closing. My childhood mall, the Galleria in White Plains, is closing on Friday. And it's gut-wrenching because literally 40 years ago, it was hopping. And it's like, I should be like, you know, an 80-year-old grandma with malls closing. I shouldn't be like in my late 40s having my childhood closed down. Our, our roller rinks are gone. Everything. It's it's just our 80s culture did not last. And maybe it, you know, it's just a sign of like the eighties itself, the Reaganomics itself, the, you know, very, um, luxurious lifestyles that we were all told would make us happy. That was a lie that was sold to us. You'll only be happy if you have lifestyles of the rich and famous. I mean, just to bring in current pop culture, apparently the Kardashians are not invited to the Met Gala this year. And wise choice, you know, especially after Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's dress. She should not have done that. And the curse of Marilyn is real. I mean, you can work hard all you want, but, you know, if you're going to throw your privilege out there so much, people are going to get tired of it. It's tacky. It's tacky. People want authentic now, not tacky. And, you know, Gen X, we are authentic we are. We are authentically ourselves. Whatever we choose to do with ourselves, we do it without apologizing to anyone, you know? But we had a hard, hard, hard time, very hard time outvoting our boomer parents, which is why all of these people, these older, way older than, you know, retirement age are still working in government. We'd have an easier time with people like Matt Gates and Josh Hawley and Bobart and Green if we had younger members of Congress who could, you know, balance them out. But it's so one-sided because of this MAGA crazy cult stuff. And, you know, again, agree or disagree with me, but part of my spiritual journey is to help bring truth out there. And like I said, that's why I'm back and I'll be doing these podcasts on Wednesdays. So again, I want to thank you for tuning in. This has been another episode of Messy Closet. Don't forget, free thinking is important, but also to keep art and keep love alive. See you guys next week.